All right, I am the I am hyphen X, and welcome to the Great Conversation, where we indulge in healthy dialogue about topics, about things that are important in today's society and culture. Man, oh man, happy Juneteenth to you. And how free do you feel? We still on lockdown, quarantine, lockdown, quarantine, lockdown, quarantine. Walking into phase four, the gyms are opening. And I probably still won't be going. All right. So it does seem like ever since uh, the murder of George Floyd and the rioting and the looting across America, America corporations have started their Black Lives Matter marketing campaign. From the beginning of our documentation um, here in America, Blacks have always been the number one marketing product from niggers to sales to marketing to political campaigns. I got some heavy hitters on today. If you're in the 815 area, 608-779-773-630. If you're in any one of these area codes, you probably have heard the name of this man. The CEO of Bankers, E-N-T. I got Black Baby Rich. What's going on, bro? Let me get you off mute here, bro. I got you. Eventually. Go ahead and unmute yourself, bro. We good? Yep. What's going on, bro? Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Man, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, I see you working, bro. I'm trying, brother. I'm trying. Nah, nah. Don't be humble on here, bro. This is the great conversation, man, where you don't have to be. You can be humble, but you can honk your own horn because you're driving the car. You feel me? Oh, so, man. So you're definitely working, bro. You're not trying. You're working. Tell us what you got coming up. I appreciate the dot, man. I just released out of your poverty volume one that's available on all platforms. Um, I put out a few singles, uh, Man of My Purpose, uh, New Kid on the Block, Detox, all those videos are available right now. Uh, shot by Lee Mays, you know, 815 Lee Mays, stand up. Oh yeah, he being dirty too. He going crazy too. Yeah, he's going, he's going crazy right now, man. Um, the project is doing well. Um, it's, it, I'm breaking into a new market out here. So, you know what I'm saying? You face a few obstacles when you do stuff like that, you know, coming in and just stays in the game, you know what I'm saying? Um, you come in as like the, uh, the experienced rookie almost. You know what I'm saying? Because you keep coming to the game and, you know, people don't really understand or what you might have done or even care. You know, you got to reestablish yourself. So, you know, that's why I say I'm trying because, you know, as, as much of a horn hocking I would like to do, I would have to really be humble still. You know, it's a slow process to it. You know what I mean? Got to build up. Bet, bet, bet. You definitely right about that, bro. It's all about the build up. You know what I'm saying? You got to get that 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 momentum behind you, and you definitely got that going for you right now, bro. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk hip hop in the uh, in the sense of this uh, this this movement that's happening now. You know, uh, this Black Lives Matter movement, uh, social injustice movement. What part do you believe that hip hop plays? In, in the movement like this? I mean, we gotta be realistic about it as a culture, like the fact that uh, the hip hop and uh, hip hop culture kind of drives a lot of what we do as a society and as a culture, um, from fashion to even uh, business investment ideas that we may glean from uh, people in the entertainment business that we look up to. Um, 
So we have a lot of influence as entertainers and the people that are even higher up on the totem pole. We know that there's a lot of influence there. So you have to try to use that that platform to create the, the correct narrative um, while the spotlight's on you and while you have that opportunity to kind of guide um, what people are going to think on the popular scale. Um, you look at something else, uh, you know, the pandemic we're in the middle of. Um, how many people Cardi B was able to affect with something um, simple as that little message she did that turned into the um, I Marquis little recording? Um, that that got a lot of exposure. That, that drew a lot of eyes. You know, stuff like that just gives you a small instant of an idea of what we're able to do and what celebrities are able to do. We got to drive the narrative in the right direction. I feel like it's our responsibility as um as people who people look up to and, and, and follow to try to create the right narrative, get educated and create the narrative. You're definitely right. We have to control that narrative. I agree with you 110%. And I kind of like, I kind of like kind of like what Dave Chappelle said, like, you know, he doesn't mind sitting in the passenger seat or the back seat while the young people are going forth. But I don't mind getting on the road with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Like, I, 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 if I can hitch a ride and ride in the back seat, that's fine. Right. You know I mean, I, I'm going to appreciate I, I did watch what Dave Chappelle uh, presented. Uh, I liked it. You know, I, I appreciated what he did and I appreciated his position. Um, you know, okay, you know, y'all, y'all don't need me right now to be telling jokes. You know, y'all want me. I mean, you guys are speaking enough. I dig that. But there is still a social and economic responsibility um, on on guys like that's part because he can get up there and say something and thousands of not hundreds of thousands of people will at least tune in and pay attention and um what that is what what, what the information is that he gives is very important um silence also pass you know passiveness is also can be looked at in a certain way so i think that it's important to really be careful it's, it, and it also depends on your place and position in the culture because if you're a comedian we're not looking at you for social commentary per se, um, not in a traditional sense, but I think you should use your craft to try to touch on it in some way, shed some light on it, and um, possibly educate somebody because everybody has a chance to do that. Now, have you done any uh, marching or protesting or signing of any petitions or anything of that nature? Um, not not as much as other people have done. Like in the beginning, when when the, when um, the, the murder of George Floyd first took place, I was I was in sense like everybody else, and I went out and I stomped around. But then I, I decided that I, need, I needed to probably figure out a way I could be more active and take some action to try to change and affect change. I was trying to get in contact with some community leaders and things like that, and try to write some letters and try to get some some um some petition signed and try to get some things going that could probably affect the change. I don't know about I don't know if um if we'll be able to in the immediate future see the defund the police stuff happen. I, I would love to see that happen. I would love to see them be more regulated immediately. I would like to see them call their accountability. I don't know how how immediate that's gonna be given the way that the process works. Okay, so like we're okay, so we're okay. We're seeing things like uh, in Minas in Minneapolis, right, where they're gonna go ahead and disband the police. We are seeing we are seeing that. Uh, is that is that literal? I've heard about that. Is that literal? yeah, yeah? That's what they're saying they're gonna do. They're gonna dis disband the police there. And what's gonna happen? B facts will look this up for us just to be sure that we're we're on the right right up on the up and up about Minneapolis uh, disbanding the police. But uh, they're gonna do that. But I know it's a time frame. A year's time frame or whatnot, but what I'm afraid of, bro, this is what I'm looking at. I'm seeing that there's a 
a lot of people becoming attached to the movement. This happens in every movement that Blacks have, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, yes, all lives matter, but we're talking about Black lives at this moment. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, so you got... I mean, I mean, when it comes to all lives matter controversy, um, I feel like that's, that's beating a dead horse. You know, guys who were saying that, you know, that's, that's, that's ignorance at its core. You know, pain associated with the black struggle is unique to the black struggle. You know, try to compare that to another situation that's insensitive. You don't see people comparing the Holocaust to other types of suffering. You know, black suffering, again, is unique. I don't, I, I feel like it's insensitive and ridiculous to try to include black lives matter to purposely try to disclude the, the point that's being made here. So, yeah. you know, that's, that, that, that's, 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 of course the statement's true. Lives do matter, of course. Nobody's saying that they don't. I just don't feel like we have to qualify for our position. You know, I, I'm, I'm unapologetically black. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I need to qualify for my position. The love and desire, freedom and justice for myself isn't to not want it for somebody else. It's a prerequisite actually to want it for, for, for somebody else. Right, it's like it's like I love children, but I definitely love my children more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, right. like I love kids, but I love I my children. I love mine. All right, you know what I'm saying? And I and I I love mine more, which which is okay because I have a personal relationship, a personal right. bond. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So we're saying we're saying Black Lives Matter. Like I'm I'm seeing a lot of like uh, like I'm in the comment sections of like. Uh, uh, the news and whatnot, really getting here with the real people of this society, right. and hearing the things like you know they're like, well, if you're marching against this, you should be marching against black on black crime. You know what I'm saying? And they say it almost as if, you know, you niggers are killing each other, so why can't we? Why can't we do it? Why can't we? <laughs> and to and to go a step further, if we can, we're gonna quit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna talk about that too. But like, why know? do you why do you believe that the police is they, they're they're quitting their jobs in Atlanta? Like, why do you believe that? Because happening? of what we just discussed. <laughs> you know, you're killing each other. Why can't we? We're doing some good too. We we, we get some drugs off the street. We, we we catch criminals. Why can't we kill a few niggers? You know. Uh, definitely. Now, B Factor just came through. And she let us see here. It says nine out of the 13 Minneapolis city council members stood up on the stage to announce their intent. Okay, this is just an intent. Their intent to disband the uh, city's police department. Okay, so, all right. I mean, so what, what are we talking about at that point? Nobody's answering 911? Like, that, that's what, you know, well, No, no, I don't think it's going to, I see, I, I think that's what it is right there. Like, I don't think that's what's going to happen. When we say disband, defund, you know what I'm saying? It need, we need to change the language to reallocate. We need to reallocate funds. Sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? Because I keep I keep hearing this number about New York's uh, police uh, budget of, I, I, I want to say $6 billion. Mm. $6 billion. Mm-hmm. For what? You know, how- <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. What? But, um, you know, um, I don't see. I being from over there, I don't see a lot of that on the street. You know. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, you're right about the language. The um, the narrative starts with the language, and we we talk about oh, let's let's um, let's defund the police. Like, look, I mean, let's just strip them of the guns, take the badges and just leave them there. No, it doesn't, it's not that. We just need to reallocate the funds and we need to make sure that 
the people that are in positions of power have checks and balances. That's what needs to happen. There needs to be community-based checks and balances in the police force, in these communities. There needs to be a certain amount of people that are from the community, part of the community, that need to be a part of this force, that need to be regulating this force and these activities. And need to be done on a um, incremental basis. Like, you know, not just that yeah. one time when you come in. It needs to be done. This is not just a, you know, hey, are you all right? All right, we'll go ahead and police the streets. No, this needs to be a psyche valve every three months. This needs, this needs to be a thing because you're dealing with obviously a high stress environment, work environment with a high casualty rate and a high volatility rate. So I think that people need to start tuning into regulating the police also with the funding issue. Yeah, we need, to, we, we need to hold them accountable to their own policies. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? And we need, the community needs to be able to write these policies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, or yeah. at least I, I have input, let's say that. Have, right. it, have input on, onto these policies and whatnot. And I have agree. a And have a great, have a better understanding of what's going on. Like, our history with the police, the history of the police in this country is not good. It's terrible. You know what I'm saying? It's very, it's very bad. You know what I'm saying? Very, very bad. And I say, I'm saying bad so no one can misconstrue my words and say that I meant something else. No, I mean that yes, police have a bad relationship. It's terrible. You know, generally speaking, the general citizen is either afraid or hesitant of, of, of the deal or to encounter the police. Exactly. So yeah, it's terrible. The relationship is terrible. Like what? Like like what they're saying? What they're saying? They're saying that uh, that uh, the police. The police, like, uh, back in the day, you watch Westerns and whatnot, you don't see a police per se. You see mm-hmm. a sheriff, you see a deputy. A and deputy. The, and they're the upholders of the law. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And they have, they're respected by the people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They're almost like the mayor of the town, the second mayor of the town, if you will. Yep. They work in right. conjunction with right the mayor. Right hand of the mayor, yep. But our history with the police, I want to talk. I want to talk about Black Wall Street just for a moment. That's I want to topic. Let's, let's do that. Yeah, I want to talk about what happened in Oklahoma. Okay, I want to talk about when Black people decided to leave the proverbial South, the Mississippi's, the uh, Louisiana's, the, uh, the migrate. Yeah, they started to move on. Pat, this is I'm talking at. Post-Civil War. I'm right. talking Reconstruction when... 1870 the, on. Yeah, yeah. 18, well, 1865 and up. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I wanted to give but, up those... Yep, yep. No, no, you're right. You are you absolutely right. It's the same time frame. I'm not, we're not going to uh, bicker over five years. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I wanted to give it, you know, because it, it took some time. There wasn't, the communication wasn't what it is back then. So there was sometimes slaves, still slaves. Two years after the fact, after yeah, emancipation. yeah, and Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863. 60, yeah, it, and then the, the we the blacks were officially free 1865. Right, you know what I'm saying? Which is still and there were crazy. guys who hadn't heard about it out west for a while, so there were people still in slavery. And you know when that, yeah, it was it was an ugly situation because it wasn't like you can email someone. Right, you know what I'm saying? You gotta or send. I guess what we sending was that here or overseas? They were sending ravens. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they were birds, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Communication was different. Yeah. So yeah, the slaves being free had to get to you. So you're not letting a bunch of black guys or you go out the backyard so you get official word. Right, you gotta I, I need to know. Yeah. So yeah. So you're also looking at you're also looking at these these blacks they go out and they're free and new frontier, it's busted open. You know what I'm saying? Atlanta opportunity, milk and honey, all that. Sure. But 
as soon as slavery was over, we switch into segregation. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this now keep in mind this is something that blacks were already used to. You know what I'm saying? Blacks were already used to being segregated for whites. You know what I'm saying? They just had to make it more of a law. So they went from slavery to segregation. And when they went into segregation, you know, blacks were like, you know, we're gonna make the best out of this. We're gonna build up. We're gonna have our own, our own, whatever, whatever the white people got their own grocery. They got a grocery store, we got a grocery store. Bank. You know what I'm saying? They got yep, they got a bank, we got a bank. You wanna, you wanna uh, you wanna get down and have a welding shop, we have a welding shop. They took because at the time when when blacks were free, when blacks were free, we were the skilled labor force. Yes. We had all the skills. Yes. Because, you know, white people that wanted to boss you around and make money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we had all the skills from culinary arts to uh, welding, to shoemaking, to Absolutely. bakers, to building trenches, to I agriculture, yeah. all that, all that, everything. Yeah. So let me, let me back up a little bit. So Emancipation Proclamation signed, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Uh, we're free, we go out west, da, 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 da. Uh, now, I wanna go before Oklahoma. I'm gonna go before Oklahoma, okay? okay and, if, right. and if B-Fax, if you can give me the the the, the year of when uh, uh, Black Wall Street was uh, the riot and whatnot. Uh, now, if, you, if you're really looking at it, President uh, Lincoln set us free, he got, blown in the head by John Wells Booth, Andrew Jackson, who was a Southerner, comes up and he's like, hey, we're gonna pardon all the slave masters. Cause they were, they arrested them. They arrested the slave masters. You know what I'm saying? Of these mm-hmm. biggest states, they arrested them. And Andrew Jackson pardoned every last one of them. Yeah, he did. And then made them, but under the condition that they would hire their slaves. When the original agreement was that the blacks would get that land that they already didn't work in. That they worked, yeah. That they were already working. So they took the land. So when, so I fast forward to Oklahoma because there they were able to have their own land. Now I'm gonna take a pause in the conversation real quick. Okay. Just because I got the CEO of Black Money Bag ENT or Promotion ENT I got Bangalore coming on here. Yes, sir. Let's see if Big I can get bro. Him. Yo, yo. Yo, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. How All y'all right. doing? Man, we making it, bro. We making it. Yep. Appreciate so, it. So thanks for coming on, bro. Uh, we're going to catch up with the conversation, man. Right now, man, what we're talking about is Black Lives Matter and how really no time period in American history than now has it been Black Lives Matter to corporate America. You know what I'm saying? To the point where they're trying to, uh, you know, in a positive sense, if you will. That's the marketing scheme uh, right now. So what we're talking about is right now is the Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, Greenville uh, destruction, right? Massacre. Murders, massacre, you know what I'm saying? How, the slain, the slain of black economics. That's what we're talking about. The hating. <laughs> Man, like. That's like, hating in its rawest form. Because they were, they were, that. they were just upset. They was upset. Yeah, they were just came, upset. Came through on horses and said, "Listen, fuck this up." So, so legend has it that it all started because of a uh, um, once again a Karen, a white woman, 
You know what I'm saying? Yep. What lied and said that this black man tried to rape her. You know yep. what I'm saying? And I'm saying lie just because we have historical evidence that says that nine times out of 10, when a white woman says that a black man tries to rape her, she's lying. She's playing Especially off at that time. You at that time know. period. Hell yeah. 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 You so already know that a lie. Because of the, the the political implications and the lack of, um, they're not going to follow up on that. Like, you shouldn't even been in cahoots and in, in, in the range of her to do that. So we're going to take you and teach you something anyway. So yeah, because the, the, the advertisement was like that. Be, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it went from Blacks are inferiors and dummies and savages and this is that. They can't think to now they're free, they're lazy, they're uh and they want to rape white women. Right. The fuck? The fuck? Have you guys seen that woman? <laughs> have y'all seen that woman? I know y'all have seen that woman because of all these Mariah Carries we got, but Okay. Bam, bam, <laughs> bam, bam. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, we just called him out. Did, Sally did he Hemings. Have, did, did, didn't he have 316 slaves when he died? Yeah, he had a bunch of them. We're gonna talk, we're gonna touch on him too. We're gonna talk about the Declaration of Independence too, the father of the Declaration of Independence oh, as yeah, well. Awesome. But, but so, so we're talking corporations right now. Yeah, right. So let's go, let's go back, let's go back to uh to my man uh to uh Oklahoma. We go back right. to Oklahoma, they the white woman lies and says something happened. And they go get this black man. You know what I'm saying? They arrest him um, and whatnot. And I want everyone to pay attention to what I'm going to say next. I don't know the exact number, but it was a small bunch, a small group. I'll say maybe at least 10, at the very least, 10 black men from Greenville, which is Black Wall Street, grabbed their rifles. They went to the other side of the track or the other town to where the white people stayed at the jail and they offered their services. Hey, we just want to help protect him. We're not saying that, you know what I'm saying, the law is wrong and nothing like that. We're just coming to say that we want to offer our help to help keep our brothers safe. They declined. They said that we got it, da 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 da. A white guy comes up and he says, nigger, what are you going to do with that gun? That man said, I'm gonna use it if I have to. Now a scuffle occurred and the shot rang out, white man dies. Mm. They come to they come to uh to Greenville, the white people, with the police. That's what I'm bringing this up for. With the police, the police started to deputize other white men from the other town, and they started grabbing up all the black men, either beating, killing, or arresting. They started, bur- they started burning down everything. You, uh, There's certain recalls that says that, uh, they, you hear them say that they're like, burn this house because that nigga has a piano. You know what I'm saying? This nigga has a piano in his house, burn that some bitch down. Mm. Kill, kill over 300 people. 300 people were murdered. Not one person, not one person, not one has ever been arrested, tried, or convicted of any crime that happened in 1921. Ever in life, Emmett Till. No one has ever been arrested. After they went through their trial, they went to the they went to a magazine, Look Magazine, and admitted to killing Emmett Till. Wow, so, yeah, you know, 
So when we say checks and balances, you know what I'm saying? At what point? At what point? <laughs> the the price. Ha- I'm gonna say it. The price has to be blood. Mm. The price has to be blood. Mm. Be- I mean, I mean that was the cause, wasn't it? Exactly. The price has to be blood. It has to be. Because even the great father of revolution here in the United States of America, George Washington, when they had a revolution, what did they do? <laughs> they took it in blood. <laughs> they took it in blood. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So Proudly so. That's one of the most celebrated moments in American history. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Absolutely. It's coming up. So and, and, and it continues to be one of the most lucrative days commercially for this country. For on damn near every platform from charcoal to big screen TVs, you name hot, it. Hot dogs and chips, baby. Hot dogs mm-hmm. and chips. Welcome to it. America. You name it. <laughs> now <laughs> now I'm gonna ask you both a question. Man. When, when I say black lives matter, like what does black when I say that, what does that mean to you personally? All right, I'm, I'll take it first. You know, I mean, the phrase, you, you can refer to a, a Twitter hashtag, a slogan, social movement, or a confederation of people moving for racial justice. You know, but for me, this is just about being unapologetically black in our position. You know, it's it's, a, it's knowing that affirming that black lives matter to me and to us is not something to apologize for or to need to qualify for or explain. It's just simply self-preservation, self-love, and it's making it, I mean, we're pro-life. Every human being is pro-life. I'm pro-life. I want to live. I want mine to live. Black lives matter. My life matters. The people I love matter. And then, I mean, I hope that everybody else feels the same way about themselves. But this is how I feel about me and us. So black lives matter. My life matters. And the people that I love and my community matter. So I don't know that, you know, I don't know why anybody else in their community wouldn't feel that way. But that's how I feel about it. Bangalore, it's on you. I feel the same way about the community. You know, no disrespect to what happened up there, you know what I'm saying, with George, you feel me? But I just, like, really go to my community, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of shit that go on right now in our community that they don't know, but we overlook, you feel me? We like locked up all my life man it's some smart intelligent dudes that's locked up man but they they don't know how to read or they might get railroad so you know what i'm saying they lives matter it's more black people in jail than anything bro and oh, you yeah. know what they do bro they kill they kill you bro they kill you bro i promise you man i, I thank god that i'm still here i still i still see dudes that i was in a joint with in the infirmary for six months bro you know what I'm saying now? I see him out here. You feel me? That's crazy. You feel me? And I feel, I can't really, I can speak for for the streets. You feel me? But I can't actually speak from be, just being locked up with some top dudes from, you know what I'm saying? Getting like that. And I'm like, damn, man, his life matter. And he did all this and he, and he didn't know how to read or did nobody want to help him or nothing like that. Most definitely, bro. Like, I want you to elaborate on that because after after the slavery and whatnot, they did mass incarceration. Did that's after. slavery? Yeah. So, slavery. so Thirteenth Amendment. Yeah. That shit crazy, man. Big business, uh, prisons are big business. 
Yes. Um, it's, it's, um, it's controlled by big business. Everybody from, from Big Pharma to everybody um, benefits from it. It's, it's essentially legalized slave labor. It's, <laughs> it's, it's inhumane. Um, it's extremely profitable and it's become privatized for many, many corporate entities. These same corporations, some of these same corporations that have ownership stock in these prisons are the people that are waving Black Lives Matter propaganda and, you know, and doing commercials and doing ads and whatnot to try to, you know, I guess wave the, the, the peace sign so we don't boycott you or cancel you or, you know, loot your stores or whatever have you, whatever you're trying to prevent. You know, these companies that we're talking about are most of the time hypocritical. You know, I'm looking at Microsoft, you know, looking at their campaign right now. They're putting out quotes about, you know, black employees describing how um, systemic racism is, you know, takes a toll on their everyday lives. You know, it's noble. But if you look at the numbers, you know, in, in, in their diversity and inclusion report, only like 4.4% of their actual workforce is black. You know, global. <laughs> Global. That's 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 retail warehouse. So, so like, so what? Are, when they say when they say Black Lives Matter, I'm translating Black Dollars Matter. Black. You know what dollars. I'm saying? <laughs> You're right, though. But nobody there in upper management is black. You know, there's four percent. You know, there's, there's nobody. Essentially, nobody. You know what I mean? You're in a room with a hundred executives at Amazon. You're not going to see a large amount of minority guys in there. And the, and and you know, the, the the guy, the CEO from Amazon, is taking fire for for, for his Black Lives Matter uh, support. He's taking. You know, look at Jeff Bezos, Bezos, whatever his name is. He's yeah. taking fire. He's taking fire for it. But sixty percent of his warehouse and delivery force black. Sixty percent of his management white. Nobody's getting paid, so he's you know I, because because you know, because niggas should be happy just to have a job, just to have a job. So I appreciate <laughs> yo, so thanks, Jeff. Nice, <laughs> nice T-shirt, Jeff. But love it. Beautiful. But I need to see more gainfully employed black people in positions to affect change in your company over the next over my lifetime, so I can tell my son and daughter and hey, hey listen, Amazon's a you know they they with it. No, I can't do that right now. I can't in good faith tell my son or daughter or anybody in the next generation, hey, listen, Amazon and Microsoft got our back. No, man, I can't say that. I can't say that about a lot of these companies that are about, about pushing the propaganda right now. Look around. Look at the marketing. Look at it. Like you said, they're benefiting off the Black Lives Matter. And like I said, exactly, man. It, it, it's decentralized now. This is not just a one. This is not just those three folks that started it back in the man, day. You know, man, this shit ever, this forever, man. This you is know, everybody man. now. Really? I don't, well, I, well, I don't, like I said, like, I don't want it to be, I, I don't, I'm so scared, I'm stuttering because I'm so scared. I'm so scared that we're going to get lost in the sauce again. You know what I'm saying? As a coach, as a, we will. Like we're easily distracted. So like when the, no, I'm, 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 I'm even talking about like, like policy wise, like, like okay, civil rights came around. Like we had to attach women to our civil rights. Now this is not a shot at women or anything like that. But then the fem the feminist movement came right after. You know what I'm saying? So it it took some steam. You know what I'm saying? We need things that are done for us. Like even when Obama was in office, we didn't get nothing that was done for us. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. That, we, like that would that for black people. You know what I'm saying? And they get so mad when you say, well, you we need some things for a black. Well, affirmative action that's racist. No, motherfucker, you're racist. That's why we need affirmative action. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why that's why we need that. When you have a head start, when you go from 1619 to 1865 to 1865 all the way to 1954. Yeah, 1954. Yeah, yeah. That's when the civil rights was was signed. Now you're now you're quote unquote free. Now we're free. Now you're free and so I'm 37. 37 in my 37 years on this planet. It has never been cool to support anything black. Nope. It's always unless, been controversial. Unless, unless it's at a extreme discount or it's uh lower quality or some yeah. sort some, some, of some sort. Like a bootleg man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, for then, real. Then we'll rock with it. Cause I don't buy bootlegs from white people. <laughs> right? No, yeah, you're not buying a bootleg, and we're from the DVD era, so you got a DVD man. You know what I mean? So that dude better be black. You're not buying it from Jeff. No, so no. Nah. Nah, hey, but you know what? But you know what though? Like a lot of a lot of a lot of people don't like to say it, but everybody learned from us, bro. Like the swag, how we can move, how we can do shit. Look, and they don't like that majority. Of the, the black people are. The NFL players are the motherfuckers they look up to. You see what I'm saying? So my yeah. thing with the Black Lives Matter is I just don't like everybody out here jumping out here talking about Black Lives Matter and you don't know what's going on. Now we're going to just move the conversation along here, man. Uh, I got uh, Black Baby Rich here with me. I got Bangalore here with me. Two uh, dope artists coming out of the 815 area, Midwest area, then to the world. You hear me? Um, Oh man, let's talk about Thomas Jefferson, man. Declaration of Independence. I, I always have this fight with people. Like you got the Fourth of July coming up, and during the Fourth of July, the Declaration of Independence, like 1776, blacks were not free. We just kind of established that in the first segment where we said that uh, from night from 1619 to 1865 there was slavery. And then from 1865 to 1954, there was uh, segregation, uh, Jim Crow. And then after that, the Civil Rights Act was signed. And then you'd have what we have today, uh, all that we call it the Obama era, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jesse Jackson, things of that nature. You got more prolific black people running for office, showing freedom and, uh, you know, trying to shake off the stigma of... Uh, slavery and oppression now thomas jefferson had a whole bunch of slaves he had a whole bunch of kids you know what i'm saying but yet he wrote that all men were created equal created <laughs> so what man was he talking about was he talking about us i mean clearly you know he did not feel like all men were created equal he he owned slaves he was a racist he was uh basically he was not capable of uh Rising above the thought of his time and his place, you know that was a, that was a, that was a, the state of the times, and he wasn't able to rise above that, and he was willing to profit from slave labor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the type of man he was. He knew that slavery was wrong, and he was wrong and profiting from it, but he apparently could see no way to relinquish it in his entire life. He died with slaves. He thought abolition of slavery might be accomplished, you know, by the young men of the next generation or, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, he didn't take accountability and step up and do that. You know. Out of, out, of, out of all the contradictions in his well, life, well, he did—he did, he did release seven of them, bro. He released, I mean, I mean, he released seven <laughs> slaves. He released—he released, you know, released seven. 
How many saying? did he have though? Over three hundred. Exactly <laughs> though. Come on, man. I, I would that's say that's nothing, man. I want to <laughs> say out of all the contradictions in his life, there's there's really probably no greater contradiction than that. You know, uh, matter of fact, in, in in American history, there's no greater contradiction than the toleration of slavery and then of segregation. Well, let's let's go into the. I, I, you know what? I, we all we we often talk about the mindset of uh, blacks during this time period. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about the mindset of whites during this time period. So when he was writing this Declaration of Independence and all men were created equal, he believed that he just he just believed that blacks weren't men, weren't human. They were only three fifths. Like he believed that. They believed right. that. They well, believe I mean, instead of sending the slaves to the doctor, they they sent their ass to the vet. You know what I'm saying? So the same motherfucker that's checking the horse's balls and testicles is checking the black man's balls and testicles. I, I hope you understand that, that what you just explained is the is the root of the of the word integrate. Yeah. The, the, the fact that integer is the key word of that, and the fact that when you combine an integer, the other the other part can never be a whole. It never be a whole number. It has to be a fraction of a number. It has to be three fifths of a number. So. That's why we're bang, bang, bang. That's why because, we're integrated with three fifths of a man, you know? Because I like I said, like integration, man, it just got messed up, man. It wasn't that we wanted to be with white folks. We needed the same accommodations and the same funding as white people got from the state. We needed the you opportunity. Yeah, because the, the, the rules of segregation were very plain. <laughs> it was very plain. Separate but equal and i don't think white people know what the fuck equal mean you know what i'm saying i don't think they know what hell no nah. they don't know what equal mean they think that equal mean what i give you right exactly you know man like no equal mean i have the same thing that you get and that's where the problem comes in at because i believe that they know that if they we were given an equal playing field it'll be over with It'll be a rap. <laughs> it, it would be a rap. So I, go ahead. I, I, I got a. You got a question? Go ahead, Rich. It's not really a question. It's an observation. You know, because I, I, I focused a lot on Jefferson when I was in college. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you, you look at the notes on the state of Virginia. You know that that you know he, Jefferson he described slavery as like forcing like was a tyranny onto master and slave alike. So, you know, the, so he was a slave to the system. That's what he's right, trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Get the like, fuck out of here. Like to be to, 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 to be a slaveholder, you had to be, you had to believe that the the worst white man was better than the best black man. Simple. <laughs> so if you didn't believe this, you couldn't justify yourself to yourself. So basically, he could condemn slavery with his words, but obviously not in action. So this is the forefather of equality. Of, of independence. Of independence? Of independence. That's deep. Independence for who? Because we have to understand who we're dealing with. Like, these are white people that came over, you know what I'm saying, running away from being persecuted. Persecuted? Let's be real. <laughs> and, then, and then came here and started what? Persecuting. Yeah, persecuting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, hurt, so I guess, the, I, guess the, I guess the statement stands that hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and like, See, look not, what they did to the Indians. Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna, yeah. I was just about to say look that. What they, they, did, they, they did to the Indians. Hey, and then give them a casino, bro. That's no, he, crazy. He, he, he didn't do nothing. He handed that problem over to his grandkids 
and their grandkids. Like he threw, he threw his hands up for that. He threw his hands up to the question of women's rights. You know, as if the subject never even happened. You know, Ad, Ad, Abigail Adams brought it up, but he wasn't with it. Yeah, he wasn't they, with it. He was like, "No, we're going to focus on here because they have you have a bunch of people that are insecure getting together trying to make something happen. So they need to feel a certain type of way about what they're doing. So all men are created equal. And just to be clear, I'm talking about y'all over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about right. us. I'm talking about us. You right. know what I'm saying? That's right. what that, that's this is what how Thomas this is how I imagine Thomas Jefferson's mindset was. And but based off what you said, I never heard that before, but based off what you're saying, it goes with it. It goes with it because he was in France and then Sally Hemmings, she agreed in France she was a free black woman. She agreed to come back to Virginia with him to be a slave. Right. Mm. He wrote about almost everything, but almost never women, not his wife, his mother, and not Sally Hennings. You better believe that. Because when they came, when they came through, when she came back, the only condition was that she wanted her children to be free at the age of 21. So here's wow. a so here's a woman who was free, in love with a a man who was torn between two worlds of uh, being a master and being in love with a beast. Right. In his mind, a beast, because this this woman, she's only three-fifths of a human being. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he's in love with this beast, this stallion, if you will. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's in love with this beast, and she makes an agreement with him that she's going to openly have her kids born into slavery, but when they're 21, they get an opt-out. Shame on Sally. Shame on yeah, Sally. Yeah. Shame. And and again, we're not talking about a dumb president. No, the third president, very smart. We're not talking about this guy wrote his father, his writing, his his actual writing for himself, second to maybe only Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. This guy is a fucking excuse me, this guy's a genius. His range of knowledge is incredible. I mean Science, just science in general. You know, look, do your research. This got flora, fauna, fossils. This guy could write a book on almost anything. International affairs. Before he was the president, this guy was a, a consultant on international affairs. Just this is a guy you want to know. He's, yeah, he's at the table with this guy. He's charismatic. He can sell you. He can sell water to a well. This guy was the man. And other, he, I mean. People want to say he's a man of principle. You want to say that? Aside well, his, his, aside, his own principle. His own. Aside yeah. from women, Native Americans, blacks. Because they're, sub, they're subhuman. They're subhuman. Yeah, yeah, right. They're not on the same tier as the white man. But he's a man of, of principle. And if you agree with those principles, he's a very admirable guy. But nah, it's 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 it's, it's very ironic to uh, to say he was a, as a remarkable of a man as as, as we as Americans have ever have it's very ironic. It's very ironic, I say. Cause we're bringing this up, cause we, cause we, like we, like I said in the first segment, we are we so often talk about the mindset of blacks and slavery. Well, we think that just because some laws were changed, some policies were put in place, that it changed the mindset of white people hmm. as a whole. It, it changed, did not. It changed the output. Because even the Yankee, the Northern soldiers would come down 
uh, when they were fighting, will go to the to the to the slave quarter, the very people they're supposed to be fighting for, take their sugar, take their molasses, take their good horses, take their meat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Take it from the slaves. You know, you know the people that don't have nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? These are the people that they're supposed to be fighting for. Right. You know what I'm saying? They right. would still come down there and treat them subpar. Substandard. And then when you go to the, when blacks went overseas to go to war, they got segregation and Jim Claw was uh, Jim Crow was implemented inside of the army. There, so like say they're in Germany, they 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 catch a German a German soldier, he can come in and he can eat in the mess hall with the white soldiers, but the black soldiers had to eat outside the mess hall. So here's you have a soldier who is the enemy being treated with a level of respect because he's white because the belief That's is that they're subhuman that exactly. shit did not die they still they say things like thug they say things like animals they say things like they, they listen to how the how they speak about us they still yeah. look at us as subhuman we are never going to change the mindset of white america towards blacks as a whole but we are able to change policy and hold them accountable to their words according to their own policies that they written words are words yeah. okay um when they when it, they don't hold power until we give them power and that's a blessing and a curse you know um jefferson was not a hero um, his great achievements were actually words. Yeah. You know, um, other than the Louisiana Purchase. Other That's than it. that, his actions fall short. Um, those words, though, bro. I mean, we hold these truths to be self- self-evident. Like, what that, 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 that shit is phenomenal, bro. Like, what, like what truths? Like, that's... I, whatever truths. These. Your, your, these. These. <laughs> <laughs> these right here. These over here. But <laughs> doesn't it sound noble though? Very doesn't noble. It sound, doesn't it Very sound prestige. I want to be a part of that. Don't you want to live in a country where these truths are held self-evident that all men are created? Don't you want to live there? Yeah. I want to live there. It just wasn't for us. It's, that's not us. It just wasn't, and, wasn't and, for and, us. And, and and that's and that's 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 unfortunate. You know, he he voted the Virginia statute of religious freedom. I mean. This is a guy that wrote a lot of powerful doctrine into on freedom. Yeah, he wrote a lot about freedom, but enslaved so many and, many and, generations. And hell, and never ever came off that. Think they think just because, it, 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 and that kind of shows you like if you live inside of a racist system, and you have a heart, and I wanna, I treat my slaves good. I don't beat them as often as others. I keep them well fed and clothed and warm, and I even allow them to have. They still slaves though. (laughs) Still still slaves though, man. Those guys sleep good at night, better at night. That's why. Man, look how they is in school though, bro. Look how they look how when you little they show show you roots. You know what I'm saying? All in school though. Look how they teach the history to people, man. 
You know what I'm saying? And they don't talk about the Holocaust or none of that. They always talk about the blacks, the races, the the whips, the all. You know what I'm saying? They, they teach you. They teach you, know you a fear. They no teach you the fear. What, exactly. No matter what, man. They they it's it's taught. Just like even uh, I heard somebody on social media said that racism don't start. It start with us. Like when you go in the store with your kids, you see them. What's the first thing a person do? They and their kids all get away from them. You know, black kids, you know, they, you know, they just gonna talk, walk, you know what I'm saying? And then they grab their kids. And then the parent like, you know what I'm saying? They say something, now that's the altercation. No, I, and then what's the first thing they say? Oh, I got a black, I got a black friend. What that post what, what that? Or I grew up on the West Side. Or I grew, I grew up, up I grew up on the West Side. I know, I know what you're talking about. Our mayor says that a lot. Man, no, you don't. <laughs> you, you ain't, you ain't never, you ain't, you ain't never been out there like some people that be standing in the store you saying that's crazy man i don't understand that though you it's, know it's, it's I, don't, a, it's... I, don't, I don't i don't just want to see people just like it's a fear they have a healthy fear because the can't the campaign changed it's fear mongering like the the black black people have been the, like i said uh, the number one commodity in america for as long as we've been here. From the advertisements of niggers for sale to uh, yes, we can. You know what I'm saying? All all the way through. So when, when the marketing, when the marketing happened, when this fear mongering, when, they, when, when after slaves were free, they were proposed to be lazy, uh, uh, the great white women, savage, you know what I'm saying? Didn't have nothing. Yeah, niggas was stealing. Because when you let us, when you set us free, you just, you just let the, you just let the gorillas out the cage with nowhere to go, no structure and no fair shot at nothing, anything. And then, nothing. When we get, and then when we finally come out of, the, of, of that, of that state, and we evolve to a, a, a black Wall Street over over generations, over hundreds of years, or however long it takes to get there, what do you want to do? You want to come through with a torch and you want to burn it up. Yeah, because of jealousy. Like, I, I get so tired when they, they always, white people, it, white people are justified when they get upset and they riot and they do things like their team loses or if they want to go get a fucking haircut, they're going to pull their guns out, go up to the state building and whatnot. Nothing's going to happen to them. You know good. what I'm saying? They're, know, they're, 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 it's the guilt. Like white guilt is real. I don't care what nobody say. White guilt is real because it translates into fear or sympathy. You, you know what I'm guys, saying? Did you see the yeah, you ain't right. Did you, you see the videos right. of, the guy, of the white people um, bowing down to the groups of the black people apologizing for slavery? I'm like, niggas, I, we ain't asked none of y'all to do none of that shit. Just change these policies and spend that bread with black owned businesses. Yeah, like, yeah, cause that, that shit don't mean nothing. And that's, <laughs> what I, that, that's what I've been talking about. All that shit that y'all doing on social media. Fuck that shit. Go do that somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Man, like you I'm said, give it back. Give it back. Run me yeah, that that's bread. Dis- that, that's really disrespecting me. That's really disrespecting me. Cause you know my people gonna die. Now you gonna do that? That's disrespecting me. That ain't, about- that don't make me feel no good way, bro. 
Right, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're sorry about slavery. Well, give up your house and make it a community right, center. Right, let me get that. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Shut your ass up. Right, Shut your ass up. I get so tired of that, bro. And that. and I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Like, we always got to play this different role. You know what I'm saying? Let me say this. Let me say this to, to us black people right now. We have to get out of this false narrative that it's going to take all of us to do something. You know what I'm saying? Because even when we were over on the continent of Africa, living in different countries in Africa, we were war against each other. So black on black crime ain't shit different. You you kill, you rob, you steal from people you live around. Simple. That's exactly. all across. That's that's all across the board in any neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Any community. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have more oppression or anything or uh, crime amongst people that you live around. So if blacks are living around blacks, blacks are gonna rob, kill, steal from blacks, just like Mexicans are gonna rob, kill, steal Mexican and white people do, they rob, kill, steal everybody they have no culture and they always want to integrate and show diversity you know what i'm saying they show diversity by coming in and taking over and uh taking your culture away from you and claiming it to be their own i.e the last samurai's fucking tom cruise so uh, like <laughs> wait like, didn't, didn't tom cruise play jesus too no he didn't play i don't think tom cruise played tom no, cruise i think played. that was uh that no that wouldn't no mel, mel mel gibson played the, he did he did he, he did he the played, movie yeah he played the hand, he played his he played the hand that put the nail through the uh leonardo dicaprio's uh cousin uh <laughs> in the movie uh <laughs> but but yeah I, what i'm what i'm, what mel, I'm saying mel gibson uh what's his name same guy what, what i'm saying what i'm saying is what i'm saying is is that we don't need everybody. We just need the right people. You know what I'm saying? Everyone needs to link up and play and, and work towards the common goal and not think that we're all gonna get along. You know what I'm saying? Like when Rodney King said, can we all get along? He was probably drunk. You know what I'm saying? He was just talking shit because he got his ass whooped. No, we can't all get along. No, it's we all, can't. Because it's all gonna be, it's always gonna be differences. There's always going to be differences amongst us. You know what I'm saying? Now, we can. what I say is that we can't let those differences cripple us. I will say that. Now, like, like uh, Bangalore, when you was locked up, bro, like, you saw, you now, is it segregated? Like, blacks go to blacks and whites go to whites and things of that nature? I, I'm going to tell you like this. And that shit on the TV, that shit, it's, it, it used to be like that, but it ain't like that. When I got locked up, bro, I was behind the wall, so hell yeah, it's segregated. Like, man, for real, bro. You Break that in, down, what that mean, behind the wall? What does that mean? Behind behind a big-ass wall on the yard <laughs> with a small-ass weight bench. Niggas on there with a hundred years. You feel me? I'm on the yard with dudes, double murders, all that. And, and the talk on that race... Oh, we lost you, Benga. Man, my man said he was behind the wall, back there with killers. People doing a hundred years, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, it was segregated. I'm I'm losing I'm losing you, bro. You're not coming in clear. Like he don't he. he, he 
You hear me? I can hear you now. You hear me? I can hear yeah, you now. I said I had a, yeah, I said I had a celly that was alien. You know what I'm saying? He said the only reason why he was doing that because he don't like the blacks being interracial and, and, and getting the white women pregnant and shit. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, you, 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 your cellmate was an Aryan? Yeah, from the Aryan nation. Aryan, Aryan brother, bro. Uh, look, man, they had so many Northsiders, Aryan brother. I done met all the motherfuckers, bro. They ran the joint. Bro, on my mama, they got a, a, a day called. Hey, bro, they got a uh, a day in the joint called Killer Nigga Day, bro. What? They put you in there with him, or they put him in there with you? No, they put me in there with him, bro. That's so fucked up. Bro, I was 17 years old behind the wall. Ain't ain't no ain't no sign sales or nothing. You walk down the you walk down, they open the door, and you bag up in nah, there. Nah, nah, but they know. Yeah, they know they, they know who's in there. They they, they tried to kill you. Like, that's basically trying to kill you. Well, that's that's that, that's that's what that's what I started it off. Like, you know, I I I, I understand what y'all speaking about, but I've been locked up majority of my life. So I see a lot. Yeah, you know, you see, you see a, a lot, lot, a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? From just, you know, man, it's like it, and they even treat us different. You know, I didn't see, I didn't see somebody get. I'm talking about beat down because they didn't have a shirt tucked in. For real, bro. Th that's and yeah. that and that's what it's all about. That abuse of power, man. Yo, and you know, so let's talk about the fact that people are getting paid and getting rich off that process that he just described. All right, hold on real quick. Let me let, let, let let's let Bango finish and we're gonna jump on that because you're absolutely right. So, you're saying that they had a killer nigga day in there and they treated you different. Tell me more so how they treated, treated you different. They treated me different because I was young. A lot of a lot of people that's been gone for a long time is like they all used to. And like, I'm gonna just say it like this, you know, you got Nintendo, a Super Nintendo, then you got PlayStations, Xbox. So you got dudes that's been in there since Atari. You feel me? Man. So those, those, but some of those guys, they, 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 man, like a lot of people be talking about like, you know, some of them heads was bad guys. No, they weren't, man. And the government gave them money because they knew it was gonna be destruction, man. They know when they give a lot of people that type of money, black, especially black people, man. You know what I'm saying? With the power and anything. Back to the, the penitentiary, yeah. They, it's the, uh, in the joint, they got a, they call Killer Nick Day. So in Stateville, what they did is they started sending a lot of the gang members down there from both sides just to put more black people down there, man. And you know, about it. The time. you again, bro. They, bro, they had motorcycles in the yard. Locked up joint. Up in the penitentiary. Hells, angels, outlaws, northsiders, all that, bro. On the yard with motorcycles, bro. And you can Google that accident. You, I'm telling you, bro. I, 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 I believe. I believe. You was there. You an eyewitness account. I believe. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? And that's why I be saying like, it matters. It, it matters for us black people as one to get together, man. You feel me? Because we from all different struggles, you know, but we look at each other, we look at each other wrong. But when we sit down and have a conversation, we all open. Like this conversation that we have, and I just learned a lot from both of y'all. You see what I'm saying? So that's basically what we need to meet. When with the people with the media, you know they gonna keep that going. We just need media like this to keep that going for our side. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. keep uplifting our history 
and you know what I'm saying, stuff like that, man. But yeah, the penitentiary, man, I just thank God I made it about it, man, because it's crazy. Like, they don't care, you will die. Corona, man, I pray for them guys that's in there right now, man. I pray for them. Man, bro, this is the worst time. Bro, on the news, they said we just let 200 people out. And the people that's in there, I know some of my homies in there, bro. Come on, man. It's hectic. You feel me? I already know. Everybody, just, be, just because you caught a case, you know if that person is, that person could be innocent. The police just lock you up, especially if you got a name. I've been to the joint six times. If I'm in the car with somebody, I'm going to jail, bro. That's they going to get away. I, that's why I don't do none of that. I'm on feet, bro. So it's a label and I'm black. You feel me? Bro, when they pull me over, it's a red, it's a red thing by my name. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It's you know, it is it's just it's just crazy. I know. Man, Bangalore just really just let us in on the inside on what's going on. I hear like when I hear him say it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 I hear, I, I, I hear anxiety. You know what I'm saying? I hear anxiety. I hear trauma. You know what I'm saying? Something that, bro, that man, and hey, bro, mentally ill, bro. A lot of people think people is mentally ill because they don't been in a mental institution. No, bro, it's trauma, bro. From being locked in a cell and these people telling you you can't do nothing. They throwing your stuff, your commissary, they just come up, wake you up in the morning, throw all your sheets over the over the balcony, your books, Bibles, all that. Bro, and if you fight them, then you gonna go to another joint and they gonna give you more time. They know what they doing, bro. All the top, abusive, top people, yeah. man. That's what that abusive that's that abuse of power. Every day, and, every and day, every while day. that's happening. The only reason why that cycle is being perpetuated is profit. They've monetized the violence and the suffering of the incarcerated male, predominantly minority black, brown male, and they've monetized it. We've become the equivalent of the battery in the matrix scene for the for the finance industry for big business and big pharmaceutical and also big uh product big production that actually benefits from their living so this is this has become commerce gentlemen welcome to capitalism welcome yeah to that's where we live this is commerce when so Bob, that, that experience that human experience you just went through that man lived through is nothing but a, 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 a small blip in somebody's bank account yeah, oh, that's definitely it, bro. Thirty thousand a year, thirty thousand, and they'll tell you that. Oh, we don't care. We'll make thirty thousand off you, even if you die. Come on, bro. They'll tell you. And then, hey, bro, and just look at this. If you don't have nobody, it's over with. And yeah. I ain't trying. I ain't trying. I ain't trying to get you, you know. Become, you, go you too. Become the forgotten. You become the forgotten. I'm not trying to get too deep, but I gotta get too deep. I no, mean, go, I, I go. I didn't slow. I didn't slow down. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? But I promise you, bro. If I went in no organization, I never made it in there. I went smart. People with names and how to move around. I would have died in there, bro. I ain't had nobody hold me down, bro. I had. 15 years, seven and a half. I was on the yard at 17 years old. I said, I told you about the situation with that Sally. My first Sally had life. Bro, when you first get locked up, they'll give you a paper and tell you when you get out. I got locked up in 2000 and 2000. Yeah, 2000, I didn't get out to 2007. I got out 
and, you know, I had to do seven and a half. My cellie didn't even have no time sheet, bro. They got me in there. Bro, they got me in there. Why would they do that? With a, with a nigga with a paper. Like, you don't put a nigga with a paper with a nigga without no paper. That's, 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 that's Why would that, that's that, bro? They don't care. Bro, they don't care. And first you know all, so crazy. First of all, niggas gonna try to take your date, first of all. Like, it's not, it's not worse. Like, y'all do that. Man, that's insane, man. We got about, man, about five minutes left here, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask y'all both a question, man. I'm, I'm gonna start with Banga, and then I'm gonna jump over here to uh, Rich. Tell me in your own words, man, what does it mean to be black in America? Hmm. To you. What it means to be black in America? I'm a, we're gonna start with Banga. We're gonna start with Banga Lord, and then I'm gonna come over to you, Rich. Bad money. I'm gonna just keep it simple. <laughs> money. That's all. Money. That's all. We gonna we gonna let black look. I'm gonna probably bro me. I know I know the, the marketing and all that. That's what I'm doing. I'm training back. They them guys that money, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to get people on that. That's the only way you're going to So let me go and shake your hand for a little minute. I know what I'm doing, but that's what they want. We, like he said, is a check off of when we die. How much a funeral costs, bro? How many black people die? Look how much money. Look how much money they making. 8,500 for a funeral. It just cost me all 9,500 to bury my father. Come on, man. That's crazy. Because of the COVID, I couldn't even bury him traditionally. It was crazy. I had to get a premium. He's right here. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, man. God, yeah, God bless that too, man. But it, 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 it's, 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 it, man, it's deep. I wish I, I wish I could, but you can't because they'll kill you, bro. You could, but you can't because you will die. And a lot of people that say that they behind the movement, they really not. They gonna fall back when nah, I, if I, you. Did they, if if you go put your life on the line and you say this is what you for, this is what you mean. My mama told me a long time if I ever believe in something, I need to do history. I need to know about. It. I know the meaning. You got to be willing to die for that, bro. You know what I'm saying? So when you say Black Lives Matter, how do you feel about that? Is you willing to die for Black Lives Matter or the Black people that surround you? Or do the people black lives around you matter? You feel me? Or is it as it all? You know what I'm saying? You know, that's how some people look. I feel all, all, man. Cause when I was in the joint seeing people die, then when I get out here and I see how people be treating their kids and you know, and then you can't see your kids and then you get took from your kids and then it's like, man, it's so much, man. You feel me? And for black people, what they gonna do? Oh, you gotta get a lawyer. You know you can't pay for that. Now you gonna do this. You gotta go hustle. Now we gonna lock you up for that. So it's always a setup, man. Now that's man. what it mean to me. That's what it mean to me, bro. It's a setup. Being black in America is a setup. Yeah, but, that's what. All right, thank you for that, bro. Uh, go ahead, Rich. Being black in America is to be the most undervalued, unappreciated commodity. Um, the cornerstone of the country, but yet the most undervalued commodity, and ultimately to be prey. To be a black in America is to be considered prey. Um, it's to be considered malicious, it's to be considered um, destructive, and um, ultimately a negative, and we're gonna be considered prey, targets, going forward, um, unless we take some type of definitive action um, to 
try to change some of the policies before it's too late. So to be black in America means to be prey. To be prey, to, 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 to be a prey. To me, guys, to be black in America is just that I agree with you guys to be the number one commodity. Your, 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 your life translates into dollar signs. You are a prey. But the, to be black in America is to have value. And until, until we are able to capitalize on that value and use the fear that they have towards us against them in a lucrative way, I think that's when things will start going our way. I want to thank Bangalore, uh, Lord, and I want to thank uh, Black Baby Rich for coming on, man. It's been great talking. I had some real men conversation here today. Uh, guys, check us out on Spotify. Check us out on uh, YouTube. Check us out on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, Rich, go ahead. Run down your social tags real quick. And Black Baby Rich on every platform, man. B-L-A-C-B-A-B-Y-R-Y-C-H, okay? On every platform, Instagram, Facebook. Spotify, but same thing. Black Baby Rich everywhere on any platform. A lot of your popular is out right now. All my videos out on YouTube. Black Baby Rich official YouTube page right now. Bet, bet, bet. Go ahead, Bangalore. <laughs> Run on socials. Yeah, and uh, Black Bad Promotions. You know, you can hit me on uh, Facebook, Twan Subs. Got a couple videos on YouTube with Bangalore. Got a coming soon. Uh, going hard, not a rapper. Pink and, bag. Uh, yeah, I can't forget. I got the bag. I got the pink bag money. Pink bag I got money. black bag money first, you know. And just for the record, we got that bag season coming too, though. Bag you feel season, me? yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, yeah. oh yeah, me and this guy doing bag season, man. So look out for that, man. We wasn't gonna tell him about the the world. So yeah, bag season. Hey, I just want to say, man. I see y'all both working, man. I'm very proud of y'all, man. I want y'all to keep going strong. I'm gonna try to keep going strong, man, okay? I appreciate you, man. Yeah, not yeah, a problem, God man. bless you, man. Man, appreciate y'all, and I appreciate you guys for listening in today, man. I am the I am hyphen X, and always remember, you don't always have to agree to have a great conversation. conversation. Hey, I see you in the studio, X. <laughs> <laughs>